Well, I want to thank y'all for being here this morning. And as Tommy said earlier, today is our Thanksgiving dinner here at church. So if you're here, please stay. There's plenty of food over there. We've got turkey and ham and dressing, desserts, you name it, we got it. If we don't, we'll go get it. And uh, so, but thank y'all so much for being here. And please stay and uh, eat with us and enjoy it. And then, like he said, then in December, we're going to have our Christmas dinner. And that's going to be brisket and sausage. We're going to do ham and turkey today, and we're going to do brisket and sausage in December. What is that date? 11th. The 11th of December, we will have our Christmas dinner here at church. And uh, so y'all just make a note of this, and don't be like Tommy and forget about it. And uh, so, but I'm looking forward to going over and just being with everybody it's just you know when you love somebody you just want to be around them and I love each one of you and I just want to be around you and talk to you and aggravate you and pick on you and stuff like that and uh, <clears throat> but today I, I, I'm going to bring a message it's pretty short two or three hours and y'all can get out of here uh, but no it's going to be a pretty short message but uh, I know everybody's hungry I'm hungry and uh, that makes it a little easier, doesn't it? And uh, so, but anyway, uh, I want to talk to you today for a few minutes about a certain man. Uh, you know, prayer is very important, and prayer is very important to God. Matter of fact, it's so important to God, we're going to look at one man. He's only mentioned one time in the Bible. One time. And it's only two scriptures. But he impressed God so much with his prayer and what he had prayed to God and asked him. God, this is in, in, in Chronicles, 1 Chronicles. This is a whole list near that whole chapter, I mean, excuse me, the whole book of 1 Chronicles is nothing but genealogy. In the fourth chapter of Chronicles, it starts out where, uh, <coughs> excuse me, they are talking, they're going through the genealogy of Jacob's 12 sons. And then as we go down through there, when it comes to the ninth verse, God stops it. And he gives us a prayer of Jabez. Jabez is one man. We don't know anything about him except for these two verses. But God thought so much of this man, he wanted to share this man's prayer with us. This prayer pleased God so much that he just stopped everything. And for two scriptures, he talked about Jabez and Jabez's prayer and how Jabez had prayed. And this pleased God. And you're going to see that it pleased God. Because at the, at the end of the prayer, it simply states, And God granted his request. That's how much it pleased God. When we pray, do you hear that? I'm going to grant your request. Well, Jabez did. And uh, we're going to look at Jabez. You know, whenever the... I guess what I wanted to start out with, most people in the Bible we read about, it's people that we've, we've known about. It's, it's people like Moses. You know, Moses, he was a great man. He started out, when he was born, he became the daughter of the king's 
he became the son of the king's daughter. And then after a little while, he left royalty to go back and take care of his Israelite people. Well, we read all through the Bible about Moses. We see Joshua. He was right under Moses. He, that was Moses' second man in charge. Well, he had so much faith in God that, that, that whenever God told him to march around Jericho, he said, you march around Jericho and those walls will crumble. He did exactly what God said and those walls came tumbling down. They say you can go over there right now and you can walk on those walls that crumbled down. Most people think those walls fell over. They didn't. They went straight down in the ground. And the, and the walls, the top of those walls are still there. They say you can walk on them. That goes to show you when God does something, he don't do it halfway. And, and there wasn't rubble there that, that for them to have to go over a trumpet. Those walls went straight down. And they was able to go into Jericho and secure that. So we see about people like this. We read about Noah. We read about Abraham. We read about David. And the list just goes on and on. God honored them all based on what they did. On what they did. But probably many of us in here, we've never heard about Jabez. Maybe some of you don't know. Jabez, who in the world is Jabez? We don't know. But God knows him. And it's, it, it, uh, it starts out here in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. Now, we don't know anything about Jabez or what he did, but we can see that he was important to God simply because of a prayer. And uh, so if you think God doesn't listen to your prayers, that prayer is not important to God, look at what he did for Jabez. And we have that same right and that same privilege as Jabez had to come before our almighty, loving, heavenly Father and pray to him and ask him for the things that we need. How many of us do that? Many of us, we just, oh, I don't want to bother God. It's not that important. Oh, well, I don't think God would do that. Well, Jabez, he came, and it says, you know, because we are a child of the King of Jesus Christ, we can now come boldly before the throne of God and ask for what we need. How many of us do that? Most of us would go and say, well, I don't want to ask God for this. It's just too much. Oh, I don't want to ask God. What, do you believe that God can't do it? Nothing is impossible for God. God can do all things. Anything that's on your mind, on your heart, something that you need, ask God. This is what Jabez did. And God was pleased with it. Many people say, well, you know, I really hate to ask for anything kind of personal because that sounds selfish. And I don't know if God would like it. Well, what Jabez asked for, he didn't mind asking God. And if we would have been asked, we might have thought, hey, this is kind of selfish. I don't know if God would do this. God was pleased with what Jabez asked him. So God is going to be pleased when we come to him with a full heart, a loving heart, a heart full of faith, knowing that I can come before my Heavenly Father. I can talk to him. I can ask him anything. And he don't mind. So let's look right here in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 through 10. This is all there is in the Bible about Jabez. 
This is it. It says, <coughs> And Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him in sorrow. And Jabez, then he called on God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Well, how does he start out? God, if you would just bless me so much. And if you would enlarge my coast. Coast is another word for territory. If you would enlarge my territory, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that it would that it may not grieve me or he's saying or that I may not cause any pain and I notice what he says here and God granted him that which he asked it pleased God so much this prayer of Jabez that God says and God granted him what he had asked you know like I said we don't know how Jabez was more honorable than his brothers we're not told in the Bible there's so much about Jabez we're not told but obviously as we read this Jabez's life did not have a great start his mother named him Jabez which means pain or sorrow so probably in his birth she caused his mother a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow maybe there was problems in the birth maybe she became sick maybe she became down but she named him Jabez which meant pain and sorrow you know back then whenever they named a child usually it was something to do with their lifestyle well she named Jabez this because simply he had caused pain and sorrow to her and maybe others around him and maybe his brothers we don't even know anything about his brothers. The Bible don't say anything. It just says that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. But God knew his brothers. He knows us. He knows our family. He knows what we're going through. But uh, yeah, we can see that God saw something in Jabez because he granted him everything that he asked for. He stopped in a whole book of genealogy. And threw in these two verses, and then genealogy picks right back up again. So God wanted us to know something. When he interrupted something that was going on for two verses, this was a special man or a special man in God's sight. Simply because he trusted in God to answer him and to do what he asked. How many of us really trust in God? How many of us really come to God with our prayers and with our needs? Like I said a while ago, sometimes we say, well, this wouldn't interest God. God wouldn't do this. You know, God loves us. If it concerns us, if it's hurting us or bothering us, then God's concerned about it. So when you have a problem, something going on in your life, never hesitate on going to God with it because God will hear. Just like he took time out of what he was doing right here to listen to Jabez's prayer and to show us I will stop what I'm doing for my children. I'll listen to you, and I will grant what you need. And most of us, we don't want to ask. We say, well, God just wouldn't do it. And uh, but then we would look and say, 
what was so special about Jabez's prayer that pleased God enough that he would stop and tell us about it. <clears throat> We're going to look at something right here. It starts out that when Jabez prayed, he prayed with a boldness. He came to God, God, I'm going to ask you something. I need you to hear me. But, you know, when he first started out, he said, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. That you would bless me above what I can even imagine. How many of us have done that? How many of us have come to God? God, I need to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed indeed. And I'm going to show you why in a minute why he prayed like he did. Uh, many people think they shouldn't ask God for so much. Because they said, just like I said a while ago, they think it'd be selfish. But Jabez didn't seem to be concerned about coming to God with what seemed like a selfish prayer. When he prayed, bless me indeed, what was he saying, really? Jabez was literally saying, bless me that I might be a blessing to others. How can you bless somebody if you're not blessed? You need to have God's blessing on you before you can bless somebody else. And, uh, <clears throat> and so, God, in other words, Jabez was saying, God, give me everything that you've got for me. You know, God's got things for us that he hadn't given us yet. He's got stuff for us that he hadn't given us yet. And so we can see here, obviously God was not upset with Jabez's prayer because what did he say? He granted him what he asked. Now, if God would have been upset, he wouldn't have granted Jabez anything. But he said he granted Jabez what he asked for. So this shows this was pleasing to God. So this tells us it's okay to come to God, to ask him for his blessing. In fact, some of the blessings <coughs> that, that, that are there for us, if we don't ask for them, we'll never receive them. Well, Bill, where do you get that? Look at James chapter 4, verse 2. Remember, some things you have to ask for. What does it say? James 4, 2 is telling us, You have not because you ask not. You didn't ask me for it. So you don't have it. Sometimes God just likes the fellowship, the camaraderie of his children coming to him, visiting with him, talking to him, being in his presence, spending time with God. You know, we don't know anything about Jabez, but he knew God, and evidently God knew him. And God blessed him, just like he asked him to do. You know, God has unlimited resources, and they are available to us. But if we want them, Many times we have to ask for them. How many of us really ask for what you need? Well, I don't want to be greedy. I don't want to sound like I'm selfish. See, that's the whole thing. When he said, bless me indeed, he said, so I can be a blessing to others. Lord, so I can do more for you. So I can carry your name to different people. Talk to them about you. Bless me with this opportunity, Lord, to go before others. So just bless me, Lord, that I may be a blessing to you. And, uh... You know, Jabez was asking God, God, when you bless me, bless me big. How many of us ask, God, I need a blessing, and it needs to be big. I got some things I want to do for you. And Lord, I need a big blessing. 
I need your hand on me, leading and guiding me, so that I can bless you through what I talk to others about. You know, that would be a blessing to God for us to carry his name to other people, talk to others about him, tell others about him. And sometimes we have to be blessed to do that. And that's what Jabez wanted. God, you've been so good to me. Lord, I want to bless you, but I have to be blessed so I can bless you. You know, it's hard for us to bless somebody, like I said a while ago, if we don't have blessings. We want to pass those blessings on. Give them to others. <clears throat> and then here he says, Oh, that you would enlarge my coast or my territory. Your territory can be places. It can be your work. It can be your neighborhood. It can be places that you know people and people know you. That you can go and you can just visit and talk and bring that conversation up and tell them about God. Tell them about your church. Tell them about God's love and all the things that he's done for you. You know, it's so good to have a testimony that you can tell somebody about. Let me tell you what God has done for me. Matter of fact, I'm going to stop here just a second. I got a call the other day, a couple of days ago, from, uh, is it Myra or Mayra Zarita? Okay. Her husband was in a car wreck. Like to killed him. Shattered the kneecap, broke a leg. He liked to scalp him. His scalp was just hanging back. And I'm going to tell you what, what God knew things were, were bad. Care flight come in to pick him up. One guy was killed. But one, the people in the helicopter said that one was close to expiring. He was almost dead. They said from the loss of blood. They said ordinarily on that helicopter, they don't carry blood. They had blood that day. And it was a blood that was compatible with anyone. Me, I have old negative blood. I can give to anybody. But I can only take old negative back. So they had some type of blood there that would have been compatible to what one was. They gave him that blood. They brought him back from death. I got to go to the hospital, see him, visit with him, talk with him, pray with him. And she called me the other night to let me know what was going on and how things were. She said that Juan is just doing great. He's improving every day. And uh, said it won't be long for he'll be up and around. And he said, we will see you in your church. See, God cared about what happened to Juan. Ordinarily, there was no blood on that helicopter. But that day, God made sure blood was there. Blood that would be compatible to Juan so he could take it. And the, and the people, the, the, the uh, <coughs> medics on the helicopter, said when they started giving him that blood, you could see life coming back into him. That restored him. They got him to the hospital. I got up there and got to visit with Juan. He looked great. He sounded great. And he gave me a testimony about how God was on that helicopter that day. How many of us can give a testimony about what God has done for us that can inspire somebody else? I want to know your God. I want to meet your God. 
I want your God to walk with me as he walks with you. Boy, you talk about, now that's something that will inspire me. I've heard people say, I'd like to meet your God. I said, well, we can fix that up right now. I've prayed with people, talked with them, and I've seen them fall on their face and have tears and accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's what God wants each one of us to do, to serve Him, to live for Him. I, you know, a lot of people say, you know, if He can die for me, I can live for Him. You know, then he went on. He said, oh, that your hand would be with me or that, your, or, or that it would be on me. When God blesses you and he enlarges your territory, I'm going to tell you right now, the devil gets real upset. I've had to pray hard at times, fight that devil, because he, that devil, just like he was saying, get out of my territory, you're invading my territory. Because I talked to somebody about God. Somebody didn't know God. They belonged to Satan. Satan gets real upset when you go talk and say something to somebody that belongs to him. You better be ready for a fight. You better be ready for things to come against you. You better know God. Because it can get tough. I'm going to be honest with you. There's been days I've been down in my office and pray. I'd have tears running down my face because I was just, uh, I guess I'm going to say it like that. I was so discouraged because I felt like, God, I don't seem like I'm getting through. I don't seem like I'm doing enough for you. Sometimes we just have to have patience and let God put before you who he wants before you. Not everybody's ready to accept Jesus Christ right now. But those that are ready to accept him and receive him, he'll put them in your path. Ask him. What did Jabez do? Bless me indeed that I may be a blessing to you. <coughs> He's saying, Lord, if somebody needs you, they need put them in my path. I'll talk to them. I'll tell them about you. Sometimes we just have to go before God. Say, Lord, put who you want before me. Then through your precious Holy Spirit, give me the words to speak. You know, that's, and sometimes, that's scary. I've had God do that. I'd start talking to somebody, and all of a sudden the conversation would change. It wasn't me talking anymore. It was the Holy Spirit. And I had them look at me. How did you know that? How did you know this? <coughs> I said, simply because the Holy Spirit told me. He said, to tell you about it and for you to change what you're doing right now. And I've seen them with tears running down their face simply because I revealed something to them that they didn't think anybody knew. When the Holy Spirit starts talking, let him talk. As most of you know, I've been up here, and all of a sudden, it wasn't me doing a sermon. It was the Holy Spirit talking. Hat always gets my sermons. She says, this wasn't what you preached. I said, no, it wasn't. Because it was the Holy Spirit talking to somebody in here. Usually, when the Holy Spirit changes up something, there's somebody in this congregation 
that he's speaking to personally. Believe me. You know, and I guess I'd say, I've heard, I've heard people say, well, I don't ever have a problem with Satan. I said, well, then you're not doing nothing for God. They look at me, well, and that's the truth. If you're not serving God, if you're not doing something for God, Satan don't bother you. But when you start talking to others about God, His love, His mercy, His grace, His goodness, all of a sudden, Satan rises up. So if you're not having any problems with Satan, I'd suggest you get closer to God. Sometimes we need a problem with Satan to wake us up. So, and then Jabez goes on, he says, Oh, that you would keep me from evil. Keep me out of the grasp, out of the grasp of Satan. Walk with me. Guard me. Speak to me. <coughs> you know, when Jabez asked God to keep him from evil, he was acknowledging how much he needed God in his life. We all need God in our life to keep us from evil. Because it's out there, and it's going to jump on you every chance it gets. And, uh, you know, many people have a tendency, when things are going real good in their life, they let their guard down. Oh, everything's fine. Bills are paid. Family's all healthy. Everything's going real good. But you've let your guard down. And Satan sees this, and that's when he comes in. And he can change, change things up if you let him. If you'll let him. People have the tendency, like I said, you know, when everything's going good, just to let their guard down. And as you begin to experience God's blessings and his presence in your life, that's when you need his protection more than ever. Because you're going to have something come against you. Because Satan is, is not going to like what's going on. And he's going to come against you. And he's going to try to turn you against God. And Satan don't care what he does to you. He don't care what he does to your family. Satan cares nothing about you. He hates you because you belong to God. He hates everything about God. That's why Satan's where he's at and God's on the throne in heaven. And because every time God blesses you, the devil will try to stop you. How? By giving you the opportunity to sin. How many are, when, when things are going really good, how many seem, seem to get that opportunity that somebody invites them to go out and do something? Something that they don't do in our ordinarily. But when God starts blessing you, you know, Satan will try to stop you by giving you that opportunity to put sin in your life. But when you pray like Jabez, there will be times when God will keep you from even going through or having to face the temptation that Satan's got for you. You can avoid it because God's going to warn you about it. Have you ever been to that point when you was going to do something and all of a sudden you felt this voice or you felt something said, don't do that. That is not you. That's not you. This is not for you. Best thing you can do is just turn around and run and get away from what the devil was trying to talk you into doing. 
Jabez asked God to keep him from evil that he might not cause pain. Well, I'm going to tell you right now what causes pain. Sin causes pain. I've got a little something here. It's real short, and I'm going to read it. This is a quote. It just says, they don't know who wrote this, but this is so true about sin. Listen to it. Sin never delivers what it promises you. It always takes you further than you thought you were going to go. It keeps you there longer than you want to stay. And it costs you more than you ever thought you would have to pay. That's sin. And that's what Satan wants to give you. That's what he wants to put on you. Like Jabez, you need to pray that God would keep you from sin. That he would walk with you. That you would be honorable in God's eyes as Jabez was. It says he was more honorable than his brothers. We don't know anything about his brothers. We don't know what they were into. They, we don't know what they did. But God saw Jabez as honorable. Does he see us as honorable? Are we serving him? Are we praying to him? Are we reading his word? Are we sharing his word with others? Ask yourself these questions. Like Jabez, you need to pray that God would keep you from sin and you would be honorable in God's eyes as Jabez was and receive the blessings that Jabez received. How would you like to pray and hear God say, I will grant to you your prayer? That's what he did, Jabez. It says, and God granted him what he asked. He'll do that for all of us. For God, what, what is God, God's word says, for God is not a respecter of persons. What he does for one, he'll do for every one of us. If he'll do this for Jabez, he'll do it for you. We just have to come to God. Be honest with God. Repent of our sins if we have sin in our life. And we all do. If we say we have no sin, then we're lying what the Bible says because we've all got sin repent of that sin get rid of that sin <clears throat> and then like I said God has the same blessings for you for me that he had for Jabez all we have to do is ask ask in faith believing over again in the book of James it says for if you doubt do not think you shall receive anything you cannot come to God and not believe. It says, we can, it says, in order to please God, we must believe that He is who He says He is. That He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. To believe that God is God and that He will do what He says He'll do. And that makes God happy. And believe me, if there's anybody you want to make happy, it's God. And He can bless your life so tremendously. He can do so much in your life. He can do more than you can even imagine. It's what the Bible says. And He can do more than that you can even imagine if you will believe and trust. Can you do that? Can you believe in God? Can you trust God? Can you lay out your life say, God, if there's anything here 
that is displeasing to you, change it. Change it. God, you can do it. See, many times we don't see our life as God sees it. We need God, if there's something here that's not right, change it. Change it. I'm going to ask the band to come up. I've told you about Jabez. I've told you about a prayer. And this is what God wants from all of us. When Jabez prayed, he prayed in faith. And then God just simply says, Jabez, I am granting you what you have asked. And God can do that for every single one of us. When you need something, you're going through things. Maybe you've got a sick member in the family. Maybe you've got things going on. Maybe you've got a financial problem. Whatever it is, God can handle it. God can do it. But he says, when you come to me, you must come to me in faith. Believing and not doubting. Believing and not doubting. Faith, excuse me, doubt will cancel out faith. And on the other hand, faith eliminates doubt. So which do you want? Walk in faith. Believing that you're serving an almighty and all-powerful God that nothing is impossible for. If you're here today and you need God to do something in your life, we've got altars up here that you can come down and talk to God and pray to Him. I'm going to be down front. If you'd just like to have somebody pray for you, anoint you with oil, stand in agreement with for what you need, I'll do that for you. I'll pray with you. But if there's a need that you have, take it to God. Let Him take care of it for you.